Chris X for Donald Duck needs like a oh. Grammy or something. Because it's like the worst voice ever, but to have to do it as often as he does, like Mike watches Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse Club, like the cartoon. That's like, you know, it's like 500 episodes of this shit. And here's Donald with this terrible fucking voice every episode. And I, I just don't know if I should be applauding this man or just really coming up with a petition to get him to stop fucking talking because he ruins <laughs> this show. <laughs> but I don't know what he does to his voice. To one, make that sound, but to two, keep it to where he can continue to make that sound every episode. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. Mimic it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible. And I don't know when the last time y'all heard Donald Duck was, but it, it, especially on Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, it's bad. It's real bad. <laughs> it's annoying as shit. <sighs> And then Goofy just stupid as shit, but he funny though. Mm. Cheers, my boys. Mm, big, big, big waters today. I had oh, some yeah. water earlier, so I'm good to go. <clears throat> How y'all boys doing? I'm all right. It's good. To I'm here. You. you here? Just to know, cause this is podcast. This is uh, they call me Mike. AKA Michael Damien Nuts, AKA, uh, <laughs> I hate it when I say something, you make that face. You like, you never heard this name before. You came up with this name Glizzy God, Glizzy Chili, Chili Glizzy, Chili Glizzy, Chili Glizzy, uh, for Shizzy. Remember when for Shizzle, like, first started being a thing? <laughs> that shit was a wave. Shout outs to the dog, uh, AKA Snoop, uh, AKA, uh, um, uh, um, I don't know, faded out, uh, shawty. And then below me, somehow, this is weird. You're below me today. I'm usually, um, in a different position here. So below me, Brady Bunch style is, uh, Tom Brady. I don't remember what the dad's name was in Brady Bunch. <laughs> well, y'all know what this man's name was? No. Wait, hold on. You gotta think about the Eminem line. He'd be like, Wally and Miss Cleaver. No, I just leave it to Beaver. You leave it to beaver head ass too. <laughs> Wally beaver head mustache having. Wood chip hair having. Yeah, we the look up <laughs> in the box. And then to my right is my boy Wazinator, aka Godzilla, aka the fiercest one, aka uh Shinobi Striker, uh aka Senpai. And this is the No Consensus Podcast. Uh another grown man called <laughs> another grown man senpai is wild. Cheers, boys. <laughs> <laughs> to the yeah. weebs out there. <clears throat> <clears throat> Woo! How you how you losers been? Pretty good. Have you spent been... the six hundred yet? <laughs> you said what? That, oh, you in my the... head, that's six hundred. Go. <laughs> that's six hundred out of here, boy. Why do you uh do any last minute Christmas shopping? Have you uh destroyed Joe uh, any days trying to go to a store? <laughs> No, I uh, I ordered a a PewDiePie G Fuel container for for uh, my brother <laughs> to get him some real gamer drink stuff, PewDiePie edition. That's um, I didn't know. That's how you use your platform. When you get big, just have stupid ass merch like that. Like <laughs> the PewDiePie drink. Are you drinking that? <laughs> like Alex Jones' uh, male vitality pills. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's terrible. <laughs> How much did that run you buy? And where'd you get it from, Wise? Uh, Amazon it was like a thirty buck container for like thirty servings. It was, it was it's more of a joke gift, like yeah. a because because I'm I'm basically throwing money at them for uh, the whole video card shit going on right now. And my parents, it's both big orders that I have to wait for anyways. So, is it already gonna be here for Christmas? Nah, nah. Uh, when uh, you say one servings, in is late- it powder. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. This dude's gonna be. Mixing up some drink before he get it on the game. It's some Kool-Aid. You basically bought this man thirty dollars worth of Kool-Aid. <laughs> Better watch out when he when when the Kool-Aid ain't enough and he starts chopping up a couple lines. Do you know like what the ingredients is for this stuff? Wise, like, is it G Fuel? I didn't know it was actually called G Fuel. That's hilarious. So- <laughs> yeah, G Fuel is a giant like brand for this. Mm. So I got him this. So PewDiePie got his own like flavor with that brand or something. I I know almost nothing about okay. it. Okay, <laughs> I, I saw it. Like, well, I, I was also gonna get him some razor gum, but you can only get those in like boxes of thirty or <laughs> the box for thirty bucks, and I'm not spending yeah Ain't thirty no additional dollars. <laughs> so I'm like G Fuel PewDiePie. It's pretty good. I feel like. G Fuel should also be like the name of like some malt liquor or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's a for a local competitor or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, malt liquor with some caffeine in there. So I also said, have a delivery coming in approximately three minutes. That's what it says. That G Fuel's coming in. No, uh, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, because I'm one stop away with the creepy Amazon tracking thing, where I know exactly where the driver is. <laughs> Wait, so what you were saying about three minutes then? I'm one stop away. He's right oh, okay. down the street. Or she. Um, so you said one of those other packages ain't coming until January? Uh, so one is a pre-order that comes late January, and then the other is a lighted uh, outdoor umbrella that is two to three weeks of shipping, and they didn't tell me what they wanted until <laughs> last week. <laughs> well, that's what happens, Mom. Or the the model they wanted because they they, they noted they wanted one, but I'm not going to pick that out because it's not my house. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bro, uh, I was looking up. Uh, so one of the gifts I had ordered for uh, my secret Santa person, um, the I, I I go I went to check the uh, tracking information today, and this shit is hilarious. Because it says in transit, estimated delivery, Tuesday, December fifteenth, twenty twenty. Oh wow! By nine p.m. Mm. And on uh, December twelfth, it left Urban Crest, Ohio, mm. and arrived in Allen Park, Michigan, the next day, the thirteenth. Okay, downriver. But on the fourteenth, it was back in Urban Crest, Ohio. <laughs> I guess it didn't like uh, Alan Park that much. And I don't know if you guys have uh, been following, but uh, apparently, like uh, the Alan Park uh, place is just jam packed, like wall to wall boxes, and it's a huge bottleneck. Like they're just over capacity; they can't handle it. Shit's way running way behind. You said you got it off Amazon. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, nah, that's but that's how it was with the. There's like an Oak Park. Uh, 
FedEx over here that was getting a lot of shit for a while about mm-hmm. fucking people's packages. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just, it's funny. Like once you get in that, once you get put in that box, man, it's hard to get out of it because the joke's just going to come. Oh yeah. Well, but like, I, I also feel like it's it's really funny because we've been defunding the USPS mm. and, um, and then Trump went ahead and has been further defunding it. Um, and that was part of his whole like um, war against mail-in voting. And uh, like they've been removing, like downsizing, removing uh, sorting machines and stuff like that. And then you have a pandemic happen where everyone's ordering everything online right um and nobody's wanting to go out and then you have christmas coming up and they say well how am i supposed to get gifts well you know and there's so many people yeah that's what it that was apparently atlanta i I think this one is either atlanta or somebody else but (laughs) you hey you you lucky they sent your shit back jake if your box was if you had the choice to either get in there or they just send it back and then they, the other place just reroute it. I think they chose right. Look at that shit there, bro. Look at that shit there. This motherfucker's, this was... this motherfucker's going into work so stressed. I think well, I know like what it looked like when I left. You know what I see when I see this? I see, I see when I play a video game and I log on and my quest log is just like 20 <laughs> quests deep. And I just immediately get this anxiety of all oh, this too much. <laughs> and I just turn it off and watch American <laughs> Dad. Like, I can't take that type of shit, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, so what's your uh, new arrival date, did <laughs> No, no, that's the the funny thing. Like, they don't have a new arrival date. It's just still saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah it should be there like, it should be there like 10 days ago. <laughs> yeah, it it won't be there, there 10 the 15th, days ago. Bro. That's funny. You may want to. You may want to email them. I had to email them once for like a package that got stuck for about two weeks, just kind of sitting at one of their distro centers. I was thinking about it, but I'm like, I don't know. Maybe like it's 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 in God's hands now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, your secret Santa person ain't getting shit for Christmas, then. So <laughs> I hope they know that. <laughs> I hope they wasn't relying on that one gift to make or break day Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they were, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny as hell. <clears throat> oh, you man. get all your shopping done, Mike? Yeah, I still got a couple things that's supposed to be getting here, but everything that was important is here. I just got to wrap the shit. And I just don't feel like rapping shit. <laughs> I'm a, well, I hear that you're a horrible rapper. Yeah, so. terrible. <laughs> just, just this straight garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also use like cheap ass dollar store wrapping paper too, so it, it rips real easy when you're trying to put it on there. I just, <laughs> it's not a good, it's not a pretty sight when I get to wrapping gifts. So some of these is gonna just stay unwrapped this year. Just open up this Amazon box. <laughs> like, getting this tape off of here gonna be hard enough. <laughs> you know, um, Julia, she she really likes the uh, um, the gift bags and gift bags go hard. I need yeah. No, you know, obviously, like there's a little bit of a price tag to them, but um, you just keep those hoes and yep. reuse them. Hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. 
when we had the white elephant at work, um, the guys were going to go ahead and throw out like three gift bags. I was like, no, 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 no. no, no. My no. wife, my, my wife will use these. So yep, come, get, I took them home them and she was, yep. <laughs> That's it's hilarious when you do shit like that and how happy they be like, yeah, baby, you mm -hmm. know, I'm thinking about you. <laughs> some free gift bags that's hilarious <laughs> but i didn't even think of that also i got shalanda a, um a christmas gift that's uh not safe for work so mm. i'm gonna have to remember to not put that under the tree because if she unwraps that <laughs> while my parents is <laughs> okay um i was like why are her co-workers gonna see it nah. <laughs> It'll uh, it'll be a little awkward for a little minute, so I gotta <laughs> I gotta put this one under the bed or something. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna go grab my delivery so that it doesn't get stolen because that's been a thing lately. Not if I get it first. Ah! I guess it's safe. <laughs> Remember, I'm black. I'm fast as hell. I ain't that fast though. <laughs> Well, I mean, you're still faster than us, so. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get super speed as my superpower uh, on the twenty first. Uh, <laughs> I was really hoping for invisibility, teleportation, or super reflexes. Um, I don't know what I got yet. You know what? what? You huh? Well, because just because I, they haven't well, manifested yeah. themselves yet, I don't. I'm not gonna say that I don't have my powers yet. I just watched mm. Deadpool and they had to put them through intense um what's the word I'm looking for? Just trauma. Yeah, duress. trauma and duress in order to unlock their mutant genes. So, so do you want Wazi and I to like yeah, waterboard? I think I might you? want y'all to just <laughs> We could waterboard yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, waterboard me, beat my ass a little bit. And let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, hopefully there I get my powers before I come. <laughs> <laughs> I got an ass whooping for you, actually. You won oh, that one, Jake. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, Damn, that uh, was good. Good delivery on a very dark. You <laughs> <laughs> oh. ever pat yourself on the back for a quip? Also, I like the word quip. Dude. Wait, you said you got something, Jake? You pulling something up? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, so right. <laughs> I'll keep it rolling. For sure. <clears throat> hey, wise bro. What's um? Can you break down what you was talking about that they snuck in that stimulus bill about the uh, like rights and shit? DMCA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I still have to look into it a little bit more because I don't I don't know the specifics of it. Um, but the 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 general bill was actually just a funding bill and. X dollars from that would be the the 600 bucks that everyone's getting. Um, so that is kind of that the 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 stimulus is kind of part of the the bigger bill. Um, but something in the bill was that streaming sites, so uh, like Anime Kiss or you know um, the 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 online illegal streaming services is what it was targeting, and it, it makes it so that if somebody is caught with illegal content, then it's a felony, which is two to 30 years, I think, in jail. Um, it's not targeted towards like content streaming. So like YouTube or Twitch and all that. But there's nothing in the verbiage that, that says that they can't target anybody. It, the, the issue I have is it's very vague. 
it, it basically says if you make money off of somebody else's content, then you could be a felon. Yeah, <clears throat> that's that's scary. That's and, wild. Just like all, like the um, like all the different sorts of videos that you find on YouTube, where like you know they're cutting up clips of other people's stuff. What about that? You know, exactly. I don't. I, I, I don't know where fair use falls in on it. Oh, yeah. um, fair use in itself is not regulated at all. There is no real definition for fair use. Um, in most cases, the only way you can tell if something is fair use or not is to have a judge actually say, in this case, it is fair use, or in this case, it's not. Um, sorry, I'm still I'm trying to find the, no, the, the word. Okay. So um, on the surface of that, right? If you said it out loud, like, hey, do you think people should get in trouble for if, if I put out something, if I put out some content and you take my content and put it out for free, should you get in trouble for it? Yes or no? Sure. Yeah. I don't want you taking my songs and then putting it somewhere to where everybody hearing, but I don't get paid for it. I understand. That. But it's even worse because it's it's you're not getting paid for it and they are getting paid for it. Yeah. Exactly. So on the surface, when you talk about that, yeah, I don't like that. And this is the whole Napster thing. But the issue that comes in the hand is the fact that one is just not no real good ways to consume some of this content that people are putting up here. Um, You know, like I use anime Kisa, but it's not because, you know, I just like stealing shit. I don't like the Crunchyroll setup. I, I don't, and I think it's too expensive. I'm already paying for other streaming shit, so I I just I, I'll do that. <laughs> now y'all, so I don't know if y'all can come up with some sort of streaming. You know, I don't know. I just feel like there's better practices. Yeah, I watch uh, like Undisputed, like ESPN stuff, like on YouTube sites, because that they'll, they'll they'll do that too, right? Put up a live stream of like ESPN shows on YouTube. Why? Because it's, I can't get it. I, I would buy just ESPN if I could, but you can't just buy ESPN as a channel on cable. You got to buy the whole 120 channels and then hope ESPN is within that channel package that you just bought. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to buy this sports package that's coming with a hundred other sports channels and it's going to be super expensive. It just it's, For me, it just feels more accessible. So I feel like if y'all was to come up with a way to make a lot of this stuff more accessible, wouldn't have to worry about <laughs> people jumping on here and stealing shit. People always like free though, so I mean, it's, that's always going to be an issue. But then you say felony wise, not even misdemeanor. You're talking about felonies. Yeah. That's a whole different <laughs> level of getting in trouble. <laughs> DMCA right now, I believe, is a misdemeanor with a fine if they take you to court. Um, so yeah, it's it's a step past that. I mean, imagine you create a YouTube video. And you use a little bit too much of a movie, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're a felon because yep. YouTube doesn't. <laughs> YouTube doesn't actually care to like warn people. It, I don't know if you follow any of the uh, DMCA strike stuff on YouTube, but somebody bit. can just strike, and YouTube is like, they said it was theirs. So we don't care in yeah. in way too many cases. Yeah, people. I, there's a lot of people who've gotten banned and kicked off of YouTube without any type of real proper, you know. Um, warnings and or explanation for why they got kicked off and then after you get kicked off they, it's damn near impossible for people to get their shit back like channels and and content i could just be like a a, a, a once that door closed 
Good luck getting that motherfucker back open, dog. So, yeah, I'll be following son. that shit. Yeah. What was you about to say, Jake? Because you kind of made a face while I was talking. Because I'm just trying to flush this shit out of my mind as I talk about it. I haven't even oh, thought I can't about remember. it. So. <clears throat> I had sent that, that, that one meme this morning uh, about the DMCA. Um, <laughs> oh, no. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I said uh, that little clip because of what you had said. Get- um, I'm gonna say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no idea if you'll hear audio. So. <clears throat> here, 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 here. In the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now the gang finds out that there's an undercover cop amongst them. So naturally, they give him the most epic beatdown ever captured. I, hear, I don't see it though. Yeah, pull that boy up. Oh, I'm I'm an idiot. And. <laughs> Yeah, here's that ju- a judge and that nudge for you. <laughs> oh, this is today's judge that nudge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good enough spot. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah. There's an undercover cop amongst them, so naturally they give him the most epic beatdown ever captured on film. Bro, first of all, let me tell you this. One, he's got a great face for getting your ass whooped. The issue is that he's throwing his head back at times where they're not even throwing punches. So... (laughs) You can tell how fake it is, buddy. You can time your head whiplash to the punch. <laughs> yeah, but you got you just got three people swinging. So like, are you gonna time it to this guy? But he's not coordinating and stuff. And then well, you, you got, got that people where the camera angle is. Focus on those two dudes hitting you from the front where the camera is. That dude in the back, he just got to get it where he live. He he his responsibility is to time your head going forward with his punches. Your responsibility <laughs> is timing your head going backward from their punches. Y'all gotta get in there. Y'all gotta work on that, man. That's amateur stuff, man. Amateur. I shit. love the guy behind him and like <laughs> just like his, right now. Yeah, <laughs> his his target choice is just amazing. <laughs> like at one point he's like punching his like uh his. Uh, on, did like, draw a gun in his hand? Who is this dude? Which dude? Because he he just shows up once. Which one? Oh, never mind. He's right up here in the corner. I don't know if you move in the video at all, wise, but we can't see it. It's still at the same spot it was at. Uh, whoops. Okay, I went way too far. Ooh, was funny. it playing fine last time? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was playing. Bro, that shit says six seconds, four seconds, three seconds. That's a, but it's that's also that's another part of this. That is um that is pretty uh accurate. Uh, motherfuckers be thinking fights is you know don't un- understand how long when a boxer be fighting these three minute rounds that's a long time most mm-hmm. fights last 10 seconds <laughs> if mm-hmm. that bro them six seconds that shit feel like a lifetime bro when you throwing them bitches <laughs> oh especially especially when you're taking them <laughs> yeah you if you if you getting your look at this <laughs> He just like popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, that no, dude, dude, that's the UPS man. That's as soon as Jake sent his um email back, about where's quick. my package, that's the dude who comes and beats yeah, his ass. Back, what I was saying is that was him here. I didn't see yeah. that it was. Oh, yeah. 
uh, back a little bit further. <laughs> so, so Mike, up. all of this is going on your account, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. As long as oh, I'm yeah, not yeah. yeah, go ahead and hit this real quick. This is hilarious. <laughs> that, face. that shit is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's it. We'll, we're done with that. But uh, oh man, that's good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, man. When when you're when you're taking shots, <laughs> time doesn't slow down. It stands still. That shit stands fucking still. And you be like, "Hey, somebody, go help!" <laughs> <laughs> I got it's to like, a fight once. That's the only fight I lost. It got to a point where I'm like, I, I, well, before well, we started, you, the reason why I even started, fight. what you say was? So you, you lost every fight? No. <laughs> I've only been in one fight and no, I lost it. No, no, no. I, you, I you, said you, I remember you, this one fight. It's the only fight I lost. I'm four, four, I'm four and one in streets, in these streets. <laughs> we st- only reason I started fighting because I saw the gym teacher behind me and I was like, all right, if this get out of hand. We go. He gonna be able to step in and help out. <laughs> so, if something happened, I was like, we was hooping because every we would hoop like early mornings. I don't know if y'all school did this. Actually, y'all was out of school by the end. Around my, I don't mean to disrespect y'all, but y'all was around my um sophomore year, freshman year. They started doing this thing. There was like this. I don't know if it was Mad or somebody like one of the organizations who was trying to tell us like. Um, seven classes is too much for a kid to do every day. You want our kids to be taking seven books from school to home every single day. Y'all ruining their backs. Um, y- y'all, they can't properly study right. So, <clears throat> and I was happy as hell they did this. So they ended up switching it to where you, um, when I, you know, at first you was taking all seven of your classes a day. Then they switched it to this weird like thing mm-hmm. where you would do even days, even yeah. classes I one day. That. Uh, I classes. Oh, they did have that when you was there. All right, so yeah, it- so at one point, since there was more odd classes, one, three, five, seven, on the even days, they would do like a free hour, right? So you would have a free hour at the beginning of the day, then you would do two, four, six, and then that was the end of your day. So in your free hour, you could go study, go to the library. But what we do, we was hooping. Fuck what you talking about. So we start off our day hooping, which is a terrible idea, guys. Like you're going to start off the day just stanking and sweating. And then now you got to go to the rest of the school day just smelling like that. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck we was thinking. Um, so we hooping and I'm on the sideline. I'm coming up next. And this dude, I always had problems with this motherfucker, bro. Like I had problems with him since high school. This was my uh, arch nemesis, bro. This was my one for all, bro. Or all for one. <laughs> <laughs> So he said something slick to me, and then he smacked my CD player on my hand, y'all. And, you know, I'm like, this motherfucker lost his mind. My CD player hit the floor. The CD popped out that bitch. Mm. They, my head, I was listening to it so that, so the cord yanked and the headphones yanked on my ears. So my ears hurt. My CD broke. I mean, the CD was scratched. The CD player was broke. And I was like, oh, it's on. <laughs> I took a ball and I turned into Tom Brady, bros. I hit this motherfucker straight in the head with that motherfucker. And then, but, but before I did it, like I said, I peeped where the gym teacher was. So I was like, cause he a big hood motherfucker. So I'm like, if this get out of hand, I'm gonna be all right. Cause he gonna break it up. We get to throwing them things. I get two in, boop, boop. Next thing you know, <laughs> next thing you know, he hit me. 
And I fell on my knees. <laughs> and then he started <laughs> he started hitting me in the face. I was on my knees, bro. <laughs> and he was hitting me in my face and I couldn't do shit. And all I remember thinking is, where the fuck is the gym <laughs> Why he ain't breaking this bitch up? You bitch, you over there watch it, bro. Hurry up. <laughs> and I always say this. You know who won the fight because the person who won the fight is the one who gets suspended for a longer time. So my yeah. ass back, my ass back to school in two days. <laughs> His ass go for a week because <laughs> he whooped my ass. I had to come back to school with a black eye. I'm like, my, I ain't going back yet. I ain't going back. I gotta heal up before I go. You going to school, boy? <laughs> I want to go, boss. So I'm back in school with a black eye. My nose hurt. <laughs> And I'm mad as hell. That's the only joint I lost, bro. But that was that shit was funny as hell. So and <laughs> the the re, the point of that story is them seconds felt long as hell. Cause now that I think about it, maybe he was coming to help me out, and it just felt like it was slow motion. Like he couldn't get there fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> but I promise that gym teacher wasn't shit, and I wish I remembered his name. <laughs> <laughs> you think maybe he saw you throw the ball, so he's like, "No, I'm gonna go ahead and let him take a couple." <laughs> He started I, it. He I, should I, know I, better. He's like, it's Mike. Mike has a mouth. He he, he might have deserved it. <laughs> nah, I never. Um, I ain't really had no mouth. Um, I don't. I only have a mouth for people I know. <laughs> I only talk to y'all and like my friends. But if I'm like, especially at Losser and shit, I had just moved out to the suburbs. I ain't had no friends. I was quiet as hell. <laughs> so <clears throat> it was only me and like two other boys that I was cool with. <clears throat> Some little boys. Yeah, some... <laughs> we was little boys, but damn, Michael Jackson saying two little boys he was cool with is not, is <laughs> <laughs> not, it's not uh, good. <laughs> you know, I had Julia watch uh, Office Space with me uh, a couple weeks ago, mm. and uh, every time, like the whole Michael Bolton thing. Yeah. Every single time I thought about you and Michael Jackson, yeah. like. <laughs> So I like, what's your favorite Michael Bolton song? I don't know all of them. <laughs> yeah, I know you just can't pick one. <laughs> yeah, I feel. Yeah, I, I, you, that's funny you say that because you don't understand how much I feel that scene and that character. I feel that dude so much, even to the point where he's bumping the hard rap music at the beginning and lock his doors when that black guy walked by. I feel that to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that shit, bro. You be in the wrong. He, he wasn't even in the wrong neighborhood, so his his shit was racist as hell. But I, and under the right circumstances, I can, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, that movie holds up though. Mm-hmm. What the hell just happened to you? He he, he pulled the JJ. Oh no! He he got drink in his eye instead of uh, spicy. We can only have one shawarma king. No, that brew just jumped all up in my shit. That's one thing you get to look forward to, Wazzy. Putting your girl on shit that she was supposed to have been mm. on like 30 years ago or shit. Like, you never seen this? You don't know about this? And at first, you'd be like, all right, this, you'd be upset about it. But then it's like, I get to watch somebody experience something for the first time, especially stuff that's really good. Cause you also gonna try to put her on some bullshit. Like, come watch. Uh, I gotta think about something. I don't know what I we we just watched earlier, but then you gotta explain. Like, well, listen. At the time when it came out, it was 
<laughs> you gotta remember. It was a different time. You gotta remember when this came. <laughs> like if, if, if the thunder randomly plays, yeah. like, it, was, it was funny at the time, but uh, yeah, yeah, like you gotta like we watched Spawn or something. Like you gotta remember the time this was like top of the line CG. Like you can't you can't think of Marvel Avengers. You gotta, that's just like so. That's just that's always a good uh, time. Who was in Spawn? Because all I can remember Michael is John Lewis. Okay, Michael J. White, and uh, there's actually a lot of people in that movie um i i'd have to look at the cast again um yeah there's there's like a good that, that cast was actually pretty good they just fucked up the ending and that whole clown shit that they try to throw in there too <laughs> has there been any word on their remake of it because they were gonna remake spawn yeah todd howard been going around like like last year, he was on like f- five podcasts that I seen talking about the idea and the concept that he had for it. Really trying to like muster up some support because it, apparently, if it just felt like, all right, Hollywood not fucking with you, but you trying to get the people. You know how you know how strong the internet is, so you try to get the internet behind you. They they make memes and do shit so tough that you finally get somebody to be like, fuck it, let's make this movie. So yeah, I mean, he that, was going was around cool. for a while. I don't think he got no no. Um, biters though but this is what makes me wonder like why don't you just do this shit? <laughs> like do the ryan reynolds route bro you get you a small uh you you get you know these people gonna come out and watch it you get the right cast you get you a small co- uh production company to back you and just put the fucking movie out bro <laughs> and then as soon as every when it pop because it will pop because everybody's still in a superhero mode <clears throat> especially for if you do spawn right that could be a great movie then the next one, Spawn 2, you, now you got what you was looking for. <laughs> well, not to mention, like, with Spawn, like, sure, it's a, a comic book superhero, right? But, like, it's a totally different vibe. Yep. You know? Um, so, because, like, you could go ahead and say that, like, superhero movies are a bit played out. You know, people are <laughs> fatigued and stuff like that. But that's fine, because this isn't like that. It's not like that at all, yep. You can hit them how Dark Knight hit motherfuckers when that first dropped. Yep. Yeah, that's a movie about Batman, but it, it felt like something more than a Batman movie, which mm. I actually just watched that again. God damn, that movie. The movie still hold up. All three of them bitches, but especially the first two. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's a great trilogy. But it, like I said, it's like, yeah, it's Batman, but it's everything. It's the darkness around it, especially if y'all remember when it came out, like all the superhero movies was corny as shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then here come this serious ass Christian Bale. <laughs> and then what's funny, I just heard that Christian Bale. Y'all remember that clip of Christian Bale cussing out like that sound guy or something? Yeah. <laughs> that shit. I don't know where that, that shit just popped up somewhere else again. I'm like, God damn, he was going in on that man. <laughs> <laughs> and then the funny part is at the end of the rant, he kind of goes, he says something. Do you remember this rant, Wazzy? No, I don't. <laughs> Some dude like phone went off during um production and he just starts going off on this guy. Like this is you're so fucking unprofessional. You'll never work in Hollywood again. I promise you that, kid. I promise you that. And then like towards the end he'd be like he's like, "I really like you. You're a fucking great guy. You really are." But that you're so fucking unprofessional. I promise you, no matter how much I like you, you'll never get a job in this city again. So I'm like, damn, you complimenting and ruining this man's career. <laughs> 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 
Like, I want you to know how bad you are. I like you. And I, and even though I like you, and I think that you're a decent person, I never want to see you on a set ever again for anybody. He, this, Christian goes crazy on this, man. That shit was funny as hell. Is it, is it this video? Um, maybe. I've never seen the video. I only hear audio, so that's hilarious. Turn it on just for a second. Let me hear it. For one fucking second. Yeah, this it. <laughs> all right, all right. That's all. That's because I think this is the movie that he did right after he finished that last Batman movie. He's trying to get away from the I, Batman shit. I, I like this guy. He's just like, I have no idea what's going on, but. Bro, is this real footage or is this somebody just making a. Because uh, that don't look like Christian Bale right there. I, <laughs> I would. Yes, fake, but yeah, <laughs> somebody just doing like a parody of it, <laughs> like putting um, the audio over. Make some sure bullshit you just save that video, Wazzy, and listen to it because it, it's, right, yeah, it's gold, bro. It's gold. <clears throat> uh, how the fuck we even get to spawn? <laughs> oh, uh, I had Julia watch. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Office Space, so old movies. Michelle, nice. <clears throat> Oh shit, that's funny as hell. Yeah, we got there because uh, uh, Michael Jackson mm-hmm. and Michael Bolton. <laughs> Wazzy, bro, tell me something new, bro. Nothing. Literally nothing this week. Have you been working this week, Wazzy, or what? Uh, Yeah, I mean kind of lighter load but i'm done now and like yeah that's my bad <laughs> um i actually the fires this week like random shit that broke that i had to fix but it wasn't too bad. Mm. i don't know i've just i've been filling time it feels like but what about you guys any fun projects uh house prep projects Nah, man. We took a trip down huh? to Dayton, Ohio <clears throat> this week for a baby shower. Um, she just wanted to see it wasn't even really a baby shower. Her Shonda's cousin's having a, his first kid, so we just went down to visit him. Um <clears throat> you know, give him some presents. Just get just to get out the crib. So um we went down there with um we we got an Airbnb, so I guess this is funny. <laughs> We got an Airbnb, y'all, and um, so it was me, Shalanda, um, Shalanda's cousin slash best friend, and um, her boyfriend. We get to the Airbnb. Um, the the Airbnb don't look nothing like the pictures that was on the site. I'm like, God damn, this ain't a good sign. <laughs> Whoever took those pictures for that Airbnb site. Come take my pictures for my like artist portfolio. Like you can make shit look like gold. Like you are the goat. And I need to find this person. <clears throat> but it's not terrible. It's just not what it looked like, right? It's an older house. The neighborhood ain't popping like we thought it was. Cool. So we get in there. I pull out my uh Xbox because I know we're gonna be there for like four days. So I brought my box with me so I can play the game. Can't get on the internet. Wi-Fi not working. Jesus Christ. So now y'all know y'all know me. We do this. So I'm like, all right, let's get the troubleshooting. But I'm already mad. I don't want to fucking troubleshoot Airbnb Wi-Fi after I just drove three and a half hours to come out here. 
So first off, you know, we turning off the router, turning it on, not working. All right, cool. <clears throat> Flushing DNS, changing up IP shit, bro. Like, cause you know, they ain't changed their uh, router information. So I'm admin, admin, all up in their motherfucking shit. <laughs> 192.168.1.1, dog. And then we all up in there. So I'm changing all the settings. After I do my shit for like 20 minutes, I'm like, this is on AT&T side. <clears throat> Y'all, the, the Airbnb person got to call AT&T. So we tell her she got to call AT&T. What she tell us? She said, why don't y'all just call AT&T? What? Bitch, this is your crib. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? I can't just call AT&T. You need like account information and all type of stuff, bro. Call her. All right, cool. She called them. AT&T say they going to send somebody out in two days. <laughs> so we got to be in that bitch for two days with no internet. All right, cool. We start watching TV. Boom. Half the power in the house go out. What? <laughs> Half the power. And before that, y'all, the, all the bedrooms is upstairs. So I go upstairs, put my clothes in there. I'm like, damn, it's cold as fuck in there. Whole upstairs. The heat don't work upstairs, y'all. Then well, the, at least heat rises, so. It didn't, Jake. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they got I've that been heavy always heat? taught that heat rises, bro. For some reason, it's cold as shit. It felt like outside upstairs. I opened up one of the closets. You can see into the attic. <laughs> they so, must have that heavy heat. <laughs> yeah, that heat heavy as hell is just stuck <laughs> on the floor. So it's cold as shit outside. We basically sleeping outside upstairs. Half the lights go off in the house. So, <laughs> Shadique, Shalanda's cousin, called the Airbnb, the uh, like Airbnb themselves, cussed the motherfuckers out. Like this shit is trash. I can't believe y'all got us here. Because when the house, when the lights went out, the the half the half of the house that the lights went out in was like the kitchen too. So like the fridge was out, and we had a bunch of food in that fridge. <clears throat> And like the microwave and shit. So all our, it got hot in that fridge in like two hours, y'all. <laughs> so all our food about to go bad. So she calling them. And Shawnique, this is, bro, don't piss women off, dog. She, at the end of her conversation with Airbnb, she got a full refund for the place we were staying in. And they paid for the next place that they sent us to. So they get, they found oh. us a whole new Airbnb and they paid for it. And we got the fuck up out of there the next day, y'all. But that was... I've been in a lot of Airbnbs, so I guess I was due for a terrible experience. <laughs> but that was crazy, y'all. <laughs> so, um, that was my week. I was... We just was... Cause, and I didn't leave the Airbnb at all, neither. I just was playing a game. The, uh, her cousins came over for the little um, impromptu baby shower. It was only like six of us there. Um, gave her her presents. Showed her a good time. And then uh, I just sat there and drank for three days in Dayton, Ohio, <laughs> and came back today. So, <clears throat> yeah, I haven't been doing too much around here, just uh, work working. And uh, last weekend, I think it was last weekend, I went ahead and brought the bookshelves in, the futon, got that all set up in the office, and uh, brought all the damn books in. So I'm working on getting the uh, bookshelves all organized, but I just don't have any energy to do anything. <laughs> Man, I feel that. 
it getting dark with everything else on top of it is definitely a new sensation Hell when you're yeah. just like stuck in the house and you can look outside sort of but you don't even get that like morning drive <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah I, yeah that's interesting i did that a couple times when we was out there like i would get up at like eight and then just go outside because first of all it's cold it's like a good cold breeze so it kind of wake you up sun is mm-hmm. out and then i'll be like all right i need that shit because if you don't get no oxygen like real oxygen <laughs> boy yeah um we did get you know when we got that snow um <clears throat> boy i was having a blast shoveling that shit bro yeah <clears throat> i ain't shoveling no snow but Mike was out there having a good time. Why is what do you mean I... you didn't shovel no snow? Um, it snowed like that one day, and then we left, so I didn't have to shovel no snow. We ain't really get that much snow. <clears throat> there wasn't oh, really yeah. enough snow for for actual shoveling here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was enough down here, and not to mention, like, I got that market that's right there, and people walk up and down the sidewalk, walking there all the time. So I wanted to make sure it was shoveled. Look at Jake thinking about the people, bro. I like that. <clears throat> or I mean, like I mean, like I've said, like that's why I moved here. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and, and not to mention, like I remember, uh, before um, this one house I was renting years and years ago. Um, I wouldn't go ahead and be like on top of it when it came to shoveling the snow, um, and the way that shit packs up. <laughs> You know, just driving over it. So, like, I was really mm-hmm. wanting to make sure, like, to go ahead and shovel before we went anywhere. Because when that shit just packs up and packs up and packs up, you got to, like, take a, um, like, a rod to it and just bust it up. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I, 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 didn't, I didn't feel like doing that. So, just making sure to, to, to do it sooner rather than later. But it was interesting because it was kind of <laughs> like uh, cutting the grass. Um, I haven't had to do this shit in so long. And then figuring out like the exact geometry of like the driveway and figuring out what's the most effective way of going ahead and shoveling and everything. Um, I started pushing it long ways and I realized that I got way too much fucking snow. So I can't go ahead and do the whole length in one run. So yeah. Oh, it was an interesting little puzzle I have to put together. That's that's I, the only reason why when I, I don't like the hard part is getting myself to start doing shoveling the snow but once i start Mm -hmm. i like to think like that like this it's a little puzzle that i'm going now my quick question to both of y'all is when you're shoveling because your property line ends you know at some point at the end of your driveway so when you on that end of your driveway while you shoveling what y'all doing with y'all snow is it okay to just throw it on your neighbor's lawn and grass or what y'all doing um so me like there's that um I don't know who's, I don't, I don't know exactly where the line is. Cause like, there's like those trees in between me and the neighbor's house. Oh yeah. Where you the, do got a, yeah. You do got a different setup. Yep. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, I mean, it's either mine or theirs, <laughs> but either way it don't matter. So I'm throwing it over there. I just throw that, that, that snow on my lawn. I just, I, I always go down the middle. So I go left, right, left, right. So, I'll, so I go, it's a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, down left and then i just go it weird anyways yeah hold on so what you I, mean no. what you i need you to explain it because i need i need to see what you're talking about like when you because when you shovel in your driveway because i think you your shit is set up 
kind of like how mine's is, right, Waz? Where yeah. your driveway is here, and then your grass is on one side, and then your neighbor's grass is on the other side, right? Because what uh, you just explained to me sounded like you make Z's in your <laughs> while you show yeah, stuff. <laughs> I mean, my my yard goes past my <clears throat> driveway. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, mine doesn't. At the end, of, uh, all the way on the right side. That's my, you know, it's my driveway, and then uh, right at the end of my driveway, not the end of my driveway, but it's my neighbor's grass. So I would have to pick the snow up and then walk it over to my grass and throw it, or I could just flip that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, what I was doing, um, you know, um, the first part of my driveway when you're first pulling in off the road, it's uh, the driveway is like narrow. Mm. Um, and then it once it hits the house, it widens up to like a a, a more than two car wide driveway. That's not so, driveway, was he? <laughs> no. Okay, you just give an example. So, Go ahead. Yeah. So for the Go ahead, Jake. Yeah. So for the uh, uh, more narrow part, what I ended up doing was actually just like I would push it not long ways, but like width ways. So that that short run, yeah. I would go ahead and dump it in my yard, and then I would just turn around and do it the other way towards those trees. And I was just going back and forth. Yep, and that's and that's what I'm saying. But when you're going back towards the trees, you good because you like these is just trees here, and it's either my yeah. side or it's their side. When I'm going back towards the trees, metaphorically, that's their side. I know it's their yeah. side. So what the fuck I'm going to do with this snow when I get to the end? And right. Well, I just put I mean, it on you the lawn just... because they're not doing shit with it. But I don't know if people feel like, look at this bastard putting his his driveway snow on my grass. Like I don't know how people feel about that. To be fair, Mike. You you have people criticizing others when they get trash cans. So yeah, true that. <laughs> um, if, true if, that that's pretty that. petty to criticize. But I mean, you could <laughs> go ahead and also push it all just one direction. Like finish the your... line and then walk back toward the end and push it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's inefficient, mm-hmm. but um, that's my whole it's... thing about it. I be wanting to be efficient as possible, and, but if I don't know, no, I don't know if nobody gets pissed off about shit like that. So I I wouldn't push the put put the snow on the grass, bro. I need more snow on my grass so I can power bomb my son into that shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know if people are like, look at this motherfucker. Putting his mm. his driveway snow on my lawn. Wazi, <laughs> <laughs> this is left field, <clears throat> but I was thinking about this uh, on my drive back up here, and um, just it's kind of like what you were saying, bro. Like these times, it's getting dark early, quarantined. Feel like I've been doing the same shit in this same fucking slump for like two months now. So it. And I haven't even really thought about the question. So let me formulate it while I'm talking to you. And I'm asking you because you actually sit down with somebody weekly and talk about like mental shit. Right. So during y'all conversations and Jake, you can chime in too, because you have done this as well. Do you find out, have you found out like, um, how should I put this? You coming out, Mike? No, no, no. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't cutting. Out. I said, how should I, how should I put this? No, he said coming out. Oh, okay, coming out. No, no, no. <laughs> you guys ever just been sitting down there? Cutting out. No, I'm not. 
Damn, Guys, this, uh, so it's a wild time to come out, ain't it? <laughs> that motherfucker just had his first son, wife. Uh, that's crazy what they do to stay in. Uh, <laughs> um. So say you you start seeing a therapist because you feel like something's wrong, right? Like I feel a certain way. I, I need somebody to help me figure out what's going on with my mind, with my body, mentally. At some point, do you feel like this is just a simple question? Do you feel like you figured out what was going on and what was wrong? Yes and no. It, it's hard to explain. So, sorry, it, it's because it's not a single thing. It's not like an incident happened that that made my my brain all fucked up. It was the culmination of everything. So. I mean, I, I, I can figure out what causes it by patterns that I had growing up and stuff. Um, but but that doesn't I always want the answer. So it's terrible for me <laughs> in therapy because I want to know why. But the point of it isn't to find out why things happen. It's to talk about the feelings that cause those things to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so in short, yes, you you usually find out what reason you're going for, to a therapist for knowing that reason isn't the answer knowing that, that that reason is a very small portion of the solution that so that's the next part i was i was wondering like how how what is that part in you where you say all right um maybe it's something like i know i overreact to things God damn, hold on, let me sit up real quick. I mean, using my, myself as an example, and I, I had mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but I don't I don't form connections with people, right? Yeah. Like I it I, I don't I don't I don't really know how to word it, but like I don't feel a connection with somebody. I know logically it's there. Like my 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 brain knows, but I don't feel anything. Right. Uh so for me, finding out why I can't connect to people and what defensive shit that I, I have going on that prevents that is the is that part of that, that therapy. Yeah. And, that, and see, that's so that's the key point there, because I was just sitting here wondering about, like, how can I know what's wrong, but still not be able to do shit about it sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it about? All right, motherfucker, you know what the problem is. You know, like, you, you're doing this and you're doing that because of this. But why can't I stop doing that? <laughs> if that makes sense. I don't know if that really makes no, sense. No, it, it actually does. And, and that was one of the main reasons that I went in is that I'm like, you know, overall, if you look at my life, it's not bad. Like, objectively speaking, I'm, I'm in a good place. But why do I feel like I don't care? type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, why do I feel like I am lower than literally everybody else on any totem pole? Um, so I, I don't know if that answers it a little bit. It does. But it, the, my part is, as you've been talking, have you figured out why? And have you figured out any like, um, uh, 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 like things that you can do to help alleviate those thoughts? <clears throat> No, um, not really. And, and I kind of, I criticize my, my therapist for that. And part of, of that is actually saying that to him, like, 
a lot of, of, of therapy is reparenting essentially. So it's trying to get habits going that your parents would have set type of thing. So like when you yell at a parent and then they tell you yelling at people is bad type of thing. Mm. But when your parents are yellers and then you yell back and that is like communication, shit gets all fucked up. <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> uh, so a lot of that is like just relearning habits. And I, I, I've said many times, I, I wish there was like, like an Advil I could take just to make the emotional shit go away for a little bit. Like, because it, it, it's kind of like an emotional migraine. It's always with you. Right. You, you don't really get that, that that respite that like a Tylenol would give a headache or a body pain. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is why drugs are so commonly linked to, to, to mental <clears throat> disorders because or disorders is wrong. But anyways, because that little bit of relief is like a is, is like giving somebody who has a migraine some Tylenol. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's. It, it changes your 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 out outlook at you know at everything at that moment if that makes sense. No, it does. Jake, have you found any like um, <clears throat> and I keep thinking forgetting the word I'm going to use, but like things that you can use to help yourself get out of ruts and get out of certain you know weird depressive stages that you might find yourself in every from time and time again. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's funny because. Uh, um, like especially now, I look at it from such like a like a religious perspective, um, and mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of it's really kind of comical, like just the the ways in which like uh, the secular solutions are so similar to religious solutions. Like the whole pat, <laughs> like uh, the the parent, like reparenting. I mean, how is that literally not like your uh, parish priest, you know, um, like you call him father for a reason. He's like a, an icon of the, the, the church father That's um, and, and that sort of thing. Um, but uh that's one of the, and, and it's funny because Julia and I have been discussing a, a little bit of this, but like, that's one of the things that bothers me so much about certain religious <clears throat> movements, like the charismatic movements, um, especially it's it within non-denominationalism and uh, Pentecostalism. There's such an emphasis on how, how you feel and, you know, feeling that spirit and getting worked up into these ecstatic emotional states. And there's such an emphasis put on that. Um, whereas orthodoxy's perspective is like, yeah, it doesn't matter if you feel like praying, hmm. you go, you stand there and you pray, <laughs> right? you know, and, and that's one of our criticisms of, you know, like that just, uh, um, I can't remember the word for it, but like that praying just off the top of your head, whatever you feel like praying, because that's, that's great. And there's nothing wrong with that, but you may be cheating yourself out and lying to yourself out. Um, about what you what actually you need and need, yeah, right. So I mean, so like <clears throat> to go ahead and just meditate—that's great. But like, you may need to be meditating for ten minutes, and you might be like, "Well, I only feel like meditating for two minutes today." And that's that's cool and all that jazz, but it prevents you from getting to the actual state where certain things just rewire and change mm-hmm. um, because of like the the duration in it. Like hell, if you're running. You know, I was about to say, it, working out the same way, like, 
Those right, you days get that, that you don't want to work out are the most important days for you to get out there and fucking work out. <laughs> right. And if you only if you're only going to go ahead and run until you don't feel like running, well that's like 2 minutes and <laughs> but if you push through that, you get that second wind and now you're feeling great for 30 minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and now you're actually doing the work. So um you know, within orthodoxy, like there's we like yeah, what you feel and those emotions have a value, but you have to remember that they're not the most valuable thing. Um, and I think that that's really important in how we like approach depression because like, I know when I've been depressed, like how lethargic I get and I don't want to do anything, right. but guess what? That reinforces that shitty feeling I have. Right. So with enough training and i mean it's i'm not trying to make light of it but right. like it does it really it literally doesn't matter done, right yeah and, and and but it literally <laughs> does not matter if i feel like doing anything those dishes need to be done mm -hmm. that floor needs to be swept that trash needs to be taken out you know and through doing those things it does help a little bit um to get you like um it's a lot of the like emotional inertia, I think. So for me, um, you know, thankfully with having like a liturgical tradition, like I'm able to build routines where it doesn't matter how I feel. This is what's going to happen because of what time of day it is, because what day of the week it is. And um, I, I personally have, I've felt that that's prevented a lot of those sort of hiccups because it doesn't matter how I feel. Right it's time for me to go do this. I do it I, and I end up feeling better. Um, what's up, Wazzy? I, I, I like that idea, but I think there, there are fundamental differences. Um, like there's a lot of stuff that I wish I could just power through like, like normal fear. I'm fine with. And, and, but there are things that are, I, your, your body basically goes into fight or flight mode and you can't do it it's it's I, I don't know how to describe it it's like your entire body is fighting you from from doing things like i understand the the depression and not wanting to do anything i deal with that a lot and that's whatever and i can still do stuff but i know a lot of people have other issues that those ideas are good but if you if you can do that it's great but I wouldn't say that it's a universal fix in any sense of the imagination. Well, no, but that's why since like the dawn of time, like we've had these people that we lift up as people who are uh, much more capable and educated than us that we can trust in who can help us do these things, you know, like therapy therapists aren't new, you know, by no. any, you know, and stuff, but like they help, by talking to them and having somebody that you can go to, you know, whether it's your dad, uncle, you know, therapist, priest, whatever it is, you know, I meant more the, the, just the forcing your, your, yourself to, to do something portion. I, I agree with hundred percent, everything else about it. And I can see the, the, the similarities easily. Um, in fact, I was thinking about, or during one of my, my meditations last week, I was, Figuring out, so you know how they, they, they say there's the three parts of the brain or the id, super id, and ego. You know, there's always been three parts of the body. Um, 
and and in in my own is the dick a uh, part of it? That's that's the thing that runs through them. That okay. that they all go ahead and like <laughs> just that's what show. unites the three. <laughs> just make a show. All right. Um, but like I was thinking, and like the whole mind body consciousness thing is is all weird, and it's very similar to the religious idea, at least from from Christianity. Um, but like there are a lot of similarities, and and I. I mean, church could be a form of therapy for everybody. Maybe there's a lot less people who that would explain a lot of the the the, the correlation be, between non secular people and how many people are. Oh, I guess I can't say that for sure. I was going to say maybe there's more atheists or agnostics that are getting therapy because the church isn't providing that that therapy. Well, you know, um, you go back to St. John Chrysostom um, in, like, what was it, the, I want to say either the 4th or 5th century, and, like, he's got homilies talking about, like, why, uh, talking about taking care of your spiritual health, and how easy it is to go ahead and know that you have an issue and go to a physician if there's an issue with your eye, your physical eye, mm-hmm. but, but, people put off taking care of their own spiritual health and when when we say spiritual health like depression despondency like mental health is part of that um so i i I, i'm not like it's no surprise to me that we see all these calls for um the need for mental health care when we've be um as we become increasingly secular, um, and I mean, I, I and know we talked about no... this before too, Jake. Because yeah. not only are are people not, um, you know, going towards religion for these things that they used to go towards, wise, they're not replacing it with nothing else. You just, you know, you you're not going to church, but you also just not doing nothing else either. You just you at the crib watching TV. Social media is becoming crazy, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and, and you also, just, you don't, you're not replacing that, you know, with nothing else that would possibly help you with that spiritual side, that emotional side, that mental side. You're just stacking on other bullshit that fucks up your mental, that fucks up your emotional, and that fucks up your spiritual. And I, I, I do want to make sure I say that, like, my priest will be the first to go ahead and say that, like, he can only help with certain things to a certain degree, mm-hmm. like. You know, he is not a therapist. Right. Um, he is not um, a psychiatrist and stuff. And he definitely recognizes the the need and use of those those sorts of things. Shout out to your but... priest. <laughs> no, for real, man. I know a lot of priests who will be like, I don't know. I said, I don't know why I just said that. I don't know a lot of priests. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like the con- the conception is that Jews who are in the priesthood or in the religion would sh- uh, shun that stuff and tell you to shy away from it and come to us. Whereas you're saying my priest can get me here and he, but he also does recommend, listen, go out there and talk to these guys and people who have these, you know, this knowledge to help you out with uh, the stuff that might be out of my grasp. That's good. That's yeah. Nice. And, and I mean, chemical imbalances are a real thing. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, sure, you can go ahead and certain practices seem to go ahead and um, 
help like alter like your body chemistry to a certain extent but i mean like that's not like i'm like it it probably isn't the best thing (laughs) to go ahead and just pray 30 minutes every morning and afternoon in order you know just because i have schizophrenia (laughs) (laughs) i I think that that's the misconception with religion though i think that that's i think a lot of people will be like no i'm not with religion they just want to steal your money i think that that's what they think the church does to you they they think it's a cult they think that they're trying to get you capture you and make you only rely on them and I'm sure some cases, maybe that is the case. I mean, there's, you know, I, I, it was a point where we was going around the churches and I'm like, this ain't for us. <laughs> but, you know, I know, like I said, I actually do know more good, wholesome priests and pastors than not. So, and, and I'm talking about the numbers is overwhelming as far as like most of the guys I know that preach the word really believe in this stuff are actually good people and good human beings and have the right, um, you know, uh, things at heart. Um, yeah, but going back to your like fight or flight thing, Wazi, I mean, it's, it's kind of difficult for me to respond to without, cause like I'm, I'm struggling with having, um, like a good analogy um but i i i do know at least from like my own personal experience and i know like this isn't a good example but like hell i remember um when i was working at the county we did a uh um active shooter drill and uh the sheriff's office came in and uh it was like i i felt this intense sensation when this uh sheriff's officer like she went ahead and kicked open the door of the room i was i was in by myself and she pointed the barrel i was looking down it and she pulls the trigger and i hear that pop like i was frozen and i never felt like that 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 freeze like that before so So anytime i say heads up that this was happening beforehand oh yeah yeah okay (laughs) did a lady just pop into your shit and shoot you (laughs) Did everybody get a barrel? That's crazy. Go ahead. Well, uh, Wazi had a comment there. I'll talk about Wazi. Go ahead. For first, I'd asked if if, if everybody had a barrel, or was it just you? (laughs) Uh, But but what I was saying is... Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is exactly what I was saying. Oh. That so anytime I use the word terror because I'm I'm very careful with with my words. Um, that that is pure terror. So when I say I'm feeling terror, that feeling is what the situation that that shouldn't cause that causes. Where it is a full on my body refuses to do anything I tell it to. Right, which I mean. I would say that I, I was feeling that quite a bit looking down that barrel mm. and uh and I was going I was uh, um I was into Buddhism quite a bit like during those days and uh uh reading this Lojong text and I pulled it up here there's a uh, uh <laughs> yeah a little jong <laughs> <laughs> uh Lojong uh L O J O N G and uh um there's it's a compilation of slogans 
And uh, slogan 17, it says, practice the five strengths, the condensed uh, heart instructions. The five strengths are, are actually, no, 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 um, that wasn't it. Uh, slogan 18, the Mahayana instruction for ejection of consciousness at death is the five strengths. And those five strengths are strong determination, familiarization, the positive seed, reproach, and aspiration. How you conduct yourself is important. When you are dying, practice the five strengths. So just that ejection of consciousness and that you were to practice these five strengths when you are dying um, came into my mind um, reflecting on this woman pointing a gun at me. <laughs> and uh, it got me thinking about how, uh, you know, you do various drugs and uh, when it's your first time, hell, even if it's alcohol, like you, you're in a foreign territory and it's kind of like, uh, the one, uh, Mario game, uh, Mario party game where you all spin around. So now you're trying to get to the middle, but up doesn't mean up, up mm -hmm. means left. Yeah. So you have to remap the controls. Right. Um, and it made me think about what we know about what goes on in your brain when you're dying, like your last moments and how like um, your pineal glands flaring up and just soak in your brain and essentially DMT and shit like that. Um, and you have uh, this like very intense reaction. So I was like, Oh, okay. Well, according to this text, I, I want to go ahead and be as familiar with what's happening and, and as calm and uh, coherent as possible. Um, just like if you're tripping on acid, like for it to be the most effective sort of healing thing, like you, you don't want to go ahead and do a massive dose where you're just blacked out, you know, or if you're drinking, you don't want to just drink a shit ton and black out. Like that's not the real fun of it all going ahead and having a nice buzz. Like you tend to have a lot more fun. So, uh, I was like, all right, well, if all of this intense shit is going to be happening on my brain when I die, let me jump out of an airplane again. <laughs> so, so, so I like went ahead and uh, went skydiving right after that um, as soon as I could um, to mimic an intense uh, reaction like that, to go ahead and soak my brain in as many of those neurochemicals as, as possible um, and have to walk through it, um, which, I mean, it's just exposure therapy, right? Um, and personally for me, that's, that's worked very well for me. Like I used to be terrified of spiders, but I forced myself to, to be exposed to them. Um, and, and that's helped me. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to claim that that's like an end all be all like panacea at no, all. But you definitely, and I knew you was about to get to what I was about to ask too. So you you just touched on what I was about to say. What you was about to say was, it, it's it's interesting. You you brought up that the the whole death portion because in my case and and probably in most people's terror cases, uh, as a child, the way it's been de de described to me is that a lot of my my issues are because as a child I basically thought I was going to die because I didn't have people around me to give me attention and stuff. To a to a baby that is akin to dying, it's akin to dropping your your kid off at a corner and leaving is is how the brain interprets it. 
Interesting. Okay, that is interesting. <sighs> we. I I got some questions that I want to ask about that shit. Um, but Jake, just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, that's what I was about to ask you next was, because like y'all said, like we, we've, uh, I ain't being insensitive or nothing because we understand the differences between shit. Right. But the exposure therapy is exactly what I was going to say. Most dudes, like if you, be, if you train to be a Navy SEAL, they don't, your training isn't like jogging through the woods and shit. Right. These motherfuckers throw you in the ocean <laughs> and make you try to survive out there. Like what they do is they put you in situations where you could fucking die so that when you actually get to a situation where you might die, you're used to it already. Your body um, and your mind um, is as used to it as it can be. Right. Because and I'll use a simple example. Right. When you playing ball. We can practice all day. Jake, Wazi, me and you can make a team and us three and two other guys, we can practice all day. We can run through, we can we can scrimmage, we can work on our layups, we can work on our jump shots, we can work on whatever we want to do. Our defense, we can run, get our stamina up. There's no amount of practicing that we can do that will ever prepare us for when we have to play our first game. Period, point blank. No matter how much me and you practice for two years straight without playing a game, the moment we all stepped on the court to play our first game, we're all going to be tired as fuck within two minutes of that game starting. We're going to, our hands are going to be shaking. We're going to be nervous before the game starts. We're going to be nervous three, four, five minutes into the game. And there's nothing you can do about it because the only way to actually practice for games is to play games. And the more games that you get yourself into, and the more times you play these games, the more that your body is ready and able to react to the things. And then even at that, guys, no matter how many games that you play, <laughs> we could play, you could be LeBron James 18 years into the NBA. <laughs> When you play your first open and night game, you're still going to have those same motherfucking issues. The, the difference is my issues. I'm going to be nervous for five minutes in the game. LeBron is only going to be nervous for 30 seconds in the game, but there's still going to be that moment where you're like, fuck, I got to get my shit together. I got to get my stamina together because there's nothing that's going to ever prepare you for the game like the game. So what I was about to ask is the same thing. Like, do you think that putting yourself into situations, Wazi, that you know that usually fuck you up or, you know, like really spark, um, you know, to, you to go into that fight or flight reaction? Do you think that putting yourself into those situations has helped you become better at dealing with those situations? Sort of. Um, not really. Uh, I will say that. So I, I understand that, that normal anxiety. I acted for five years, four years. You know, I was in shot put and discus. I was out there. I understand normal fears and normal anxieties. The feeling of this is fundamentally different. Okay. Yeah. So what does, I don't know. It, it do you want to do, I don't know. You don't have to share it if you don't want to. You can tell me no, nah, but I, I do. I am curious as to what is the the factor that gives you this terror 
that you were talking about where you can't you're you like nah i can't do it what type what type of shit is that that, that that causes it yeah um one of the, the the weird things is asking me to answer a question openly because i want to answer everything at once because i'm worried you won't get all of the information at once um mm. it's weird so like communication shit like that um I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of of good examples. So like you feel like you overexplain sometimes because you feel because <laughs> you don't want to underexplain and motherfucker get the wrong idea of what you was trying to say. Well, yeah, the, the, there's that, and I know I don't speak the, the the clearest, and I know what I say doesn't necessarily make sense. So I try to prevent that. I think, over- I think that there's something in your head that make you think that though, Wazi, because it's not. It's I can't think of one time. <laughs> Or you said something, and I didn't understand what you were saying. And we've had conver- we've had long conversations and short conversations and quips. So, on, what was you about to say, Jake? Well, I'll say like I I I know what Waz is getting at there. I do too. Um, yeah, but and it, it's funny because uh, um, uh, there's there's one group of guys that um, we got a chat group and. Group chat, mother, you old bitch. <laughs> you mean a chat whatever, group? Whatever, you whatever, old whatever, shit, boy. You got a chat well, group. Whatever the the young kids are ta- calling it these days. <laughs> but um, God damn you, old bitch. Go ahead. You know, because of quarantine and stuff like that, there's been a, like much more limited actual real physical interaction and stuff. And one of the guys, he moved out to Minnesota, and um, one of the guys in there. All that noise. Uh, pillow talk. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, one of the guys uh, in the, in the chat was like, he's not handling the quarantine well at all, yeah. and um, like he was lamenting about like, I, I feel he's got to be on the spectrum a little bit, mm. but uh, he w- he was lamenting a bit about uh, the how he feels like he doesn't really know anyone anymore, and in all that jazz, and he just feels so disconnected and everything and um it's it's been interesting because the guy who moved out to uh can he even hear us still i are you peeing mike mike's like fuck it i ain't gonna listen to jake <laughs> no hold on go ahead jake i'm listening to you my my headphones but, uh, just popped out just give me a second uh, bro <laughs> but um i give him a second or or keep going this guy. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Nah. Yeah, bro, let me get my <laughs> shit together. If... <laughs> so, so, so keep going or, or let you get your no, shit no, no, together? No, 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 no. Keep going. I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you. All right. So um, the guy who moved out to Minnesota is very sarcastic and very dry. And I've noticed that this other dude who is lamenting, like, has not picked up on his jokes at all. Like, but when when they're face to face, he picks up on like the body language and stuff like that, and 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 he finds them to be really funny and he and, and and all that sort of thing. They have enjoyable conversations all the time, but without that physical medium, um, he misinterprets all of his jokes and takes everything seriously. But like my perspective is like, well, I I know, I know this guy. I know Chris. 
I know he's sarcastic, so I'm going to use that when when I interpret what he says. Julia, mm-hmm. there's been several, you know, there's been, you know, numerous times where, you know, she said something or done something, and my first reaction is like, um, a prideful like, mm-hmm. like my ego was attacked, and you know, I take offense to it. But like I always stop and go ahead and be like, wait a second, who am I talking about here? This is Julia. Like she would, ne- she wouldn't hurt a fly. So this, I'm probably misinterpreting this here. So like Wazi, I know what you're talking about, because in I could see how like there, because you could be super dry and sarcastic, and um, I there's plenty of room to misinterpret what you say. But I know who you are. Yeah, you know, and I know you're yeah. a good guy and stuff like that. So whenever you go ahead and say something, I know how smart you are. So whenever you go ahead and say something, personally for me, like I go ahead and I filter it through what I know about you and stuff. But that takes faith that someone else is going to do that for you. Yeah, and I think it also connects to the part where you said you don't connect to people, right, Waz? So you don't, right. you never really been with a group of friends where you could just joke around like this as consistent as we do. So you don't, it's, it's hard to be like, they probably took this the wrong way. And in reality, bro, I, for, especially for, I'm, I'm the same way as Jake. I know all of y'all and none of us ever going to say nothing to each other purposely you know what i'm saying wild to hurt somebody feelings and also i just grew up in a household where <laughs> it's gonna take a lot more than anything you've ever said wise to hurt my feelings dog. like my family was wild my friends always been wild so you know uh, <laughs> this me that's just me personally though this entire conversation is from misunderstanding what i was trying to say what you mean what I what I what I had meant was that people will listen to what I say and not take it wrong, but think it's a completely different thing. Um, I'd have to pull up some examples. I know I have plenty of them in our in our chat, but the the issue is that I don't. Uh, Jake, you were saying like you trust Julia that that she wouldn't do or she wouldn't say something in a way that would offend you, type of thing. I don't have that with anybody like that, that, that literally doesn't happen in my head. Then that is one of the big core differences. There, there's only one person I know of that, that bypasses it and it's my brother. So I have no faith in people essentially. Well, I mean, but that's something that that's, that's built, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't just, uh, Faith like this, I, I I look at relationships as being the exact same no. as working out. You know, like yeah, faith is the same thing. Got to break them bitches down a little bit, and every time you like, break them I'm down, you get a little stronger. It's not it. it I had people that I, there was one one uh, guy I knew I had known since I was five, and I still walked away from that friend group without any issues. It, yeah. it, it, I, there is nothing to work on with trusting people for me. It, I would love to, to trust everybody, but I don't, I don't trust you guys. I don't trust people that I've pulled even more to. It, it doesn't happen in my head. It's, it's really weird. 
Like I don't get that, 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 that trust and connection. I can, I can make logical assumptions, but that feels exactly like what they are. Yeah. Don't trust, don't ever trust everybody. So you're doing right with that. <laughs> uh, fuck everybody. No, I just, <laughs> I, I go too far the other direction. And I know that it's again, it, it's one of those things I know it, it, but that it's, it's what it is. I, I, don't, I don't know. Truthfully, it might not be nothing wrong with that. Was I'm, I don't need you to be it, like, oh, I trust Mike with all my beings because it, you don't got to trust me. It's a very lonely world when you trust nobody. I, I will I tell feel you that. that. I feel that. But at the end of the day, like what Jake, Jake is right. That trust is built and we have to go through certain things in order for you to be like, oh, yeah, I really trust Jake. I really trust Mike. We ain't, we ain't been Logically, to that shit. Let me, let me, let's go out. Let's go out running somewhere, bro. Wait, and then have what? a lion attack us and watch how I protect you, bro. I bet you, and then <laughs> I bet you would trust me then because I throw hands with lions. Slip <laughs> off, slip off the side of a, uh, let's, let's both slip off this, you know, the classic where y'all slip off. And then I got the rope, and then you holding on to my jeans, and then you be like, "We're both gonna fall. I'm gonna let go." And I'll be like, "Nah, I got us both, my G." And then I pull <laughs> your ass up, and then I pull me up, and we both live. And you be like, "Mike, a motherfucker right there, boy." <laughs> that well, adrenaline, that that adrenaline, something different. Well, was I mean, like, I don't think like necessarily just time and like experiences, like build it like yeah there's there's uh, there's some weird mystical little aspect thing to it there seems to be where it's like you could go ahead and have known someone for 30 years and like turn away and and, and walk away and like it's fine like it's nothing yeah I like i i yeah been there done that like yeah, that I doesn't did that for sure yeah. i don't i don't know. on paper like that shouldn't have been the case yeah, and I'm going to tell you, I'll just break my experience down for you, Wazi. This is a dude that I was friends with since I was nine, eight years old. Um, I stopped being, we stopped fucking with each other. I stopped fucking with him about two, three years ago, and it was easy. But the issue is, eventually you realize, like, we wasn't even friends like I thought we was this whole time. Like... I was kind of forcing the issue, trying to be your friend. I was, you know, I was just doing too much. And it's just like, why am I still doing this? I got a wife now, you know what I'm saying? I got other friends that I don't have to try to be friends with. We just friends. So I I just walked away from the shit and I ain't heard from the motherfucking since. So (laughs) I don't know what to tell you about that. dog. I re- he ain't reached out to me at all in three years. And I just stopped talking to him. He just stopped talking to me, even though he fucked up. There was supposed to be some sort of apology. He ain't give a fuck, so I ain't give a fuck. And that gave me all the confirmation I needed. Like, okay, I made the right decision. Uh, we we held on to this for too long, so. <laughs> oh, mommy. Yeah, so it's all weird. Super weird. But we gonna figure it out, though. Because maybe you need a... Uh, um, and not just you, Waz, but all of us. We it's 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 probably a combination of shit, right? Where I'll tell you, quarantine has nothing to to, to do with this. No, 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 no. I'm talking about it's a combination of things that you need to do in order to uh, start 
in order for all of us, and I, I just say you, but I'm talking to like general people, everybody, me as well. There's something, there's like a combination of things we need to do in order to start feeling better. It's not just one thing. It's not just therapy. It's not just working out. It's not just, you know, this or that. It's, it's probably a combination of all these things. You know what I'm saying? Talking to our friends on a more um, uh, uh, daily basis and not just memes. Let's, we got to talk more about what's going on in our day to days. You know, get deep like how we just got deep here so we can start um, unpacking some of the shit we going through. Then also going to our therapists and talking to them about what's going on in our week and also making changes in our day to day life. Get out, work out more, get the workout back going, get them serotonin levels back up. You know what I'm saying? Break a sweat, shower, change up your scenery, in your house like it's probably a combination of all this shit. And we just kind of keep looking at one thing to do. Pray, you know, get your prayers in. Really talk to somebody. Look up, you know, if you, you know, like me and Jake, and and I know you do too, Waz. Get out on your knees and really do some real prayers. It's like, it's probably a combination of all this shit that's going to help us get out of the shit that we're going through. And it's not just, you know, we keep relying on one thing to help us through. And it's not, you know, maybe that worked very good for a certain amount of time, but it's like anything else. Like you drink enough liquor, your tolerance gets high for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You you gotta kind of you gotta supplement that with something else. You know, I, I've been going to therapy for a while, and yeah, it helped out a lot a year ago, but now it's not as effective as it was, you know, a year or two ago. And I need to start reaching out to something else. So it's probably is something that we all need to just help each other out with to get better. Kanye West. Sorry, <laughs> Did you have something, Wazzy? Not anymore. Okay. Uh, why isn't it? Coming so, Mike, out? you want to go ahead and introduce this album here? Mm-hmm. Is it up yet? Or yeah. Now, now which you... album was it? Like registration, baby. I I had listened to it, but I <laughs> I was like, "Fuck!" Did I tell? Is this the one I told him? <laughs> um, where can I start about late? Um, reason why I chose this album because I wanted us to have a real conversation about music versus artists. The reason why I chose this album is because this album not only did a lot to shape me as a musician, but as also as a kid, <laughs> like becoming a man and shaped a lot of music and things that we hear today. So what does that mean, Mike? Let me explain. When this album dropped, this was Kanye's second album, right? So he had already dropped College Dropout. College Dropout was already a smash hit, you know, decorated. But these albums right here, bands and artists' sophomore albums, to me, are the most important albums that most of these people will ever release. A sophomore album, a second album after they break out and be a big hit and success and shit. So Ye had a lot of fucking um, anticipation on this album. He had to deliver. 
And this is what really started making me a yay fan. And I'm going to explain it. Just as far as like the actual theme and everything of the music. If you look at the track list to start it off, you can already see like the songs that are on there that were the hits that played everywhere. So first of all, I'll say this now so I can just get it out the way. If I never hear Gold Digger again, it'll be too soon. That's the only I made myself listen to it now because I had I just wanted to make sure I got the full experience of the album. But they played that song so much and I heard that song so much that I literally hate that song now and I don't listen to it. I haven't listened to that song since I haven't listened to that song since this album dropped because you know how back then that's how shit was. Your single would come out way before your album dropped and your album would drop. So I didn't even listen to Gold Digger when the album dropped. I was done with that shit, y'all. I swear to God, I hate that song. Listen to it again. Gave me a vibe of I laughed a couple times because of some of the bars he said. 18 years and found out he wasn't his. I was like, okay, that's funny. Nah, let's get up out this song. Um, but besides that, this is where Kanye really made his mark and um had his own his own distinct sound. So whenever you think about anybody that's a legend in the game, whether it's rap, whether it's rock, whether it's pop, everybody has like a signature, right? So the big thing about Kanye back then and even and now is the fact that guess what? He makes all his own beats and he raps over them, right? Most people was just rapping over their beats. They wasn't like, you know, making the beats and rapping over them. But not only did Ye make his beats he also had a signature sound what was the signature kanye sound signature kanye sound was flipping a sample and then throwing his hard 808s and drums on it right people wasn't doing that back in the day when you flipped a sample back then it was always like you basically kept the same beat that the sample was on and and if it was, most of the samples that people use is like r&b samples so all the samples that you would hear people use was like always slower um, down tempo songs and shit. But with Ye, this is when he started hitting motherfuckers with that. Dun, 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 dun. And then after this, y'all know he did 808s and heartbeat breaking shit. But this is when he really made himself a signature. I'm gonna flip a sample and then I'm gonna throw these hard drums on it. What do you mean by flip a sample? Um, so that's just the term for using a sample. But okay, um, that's what I figured. But yeah, that, but they also he took a. Um, a page out of Jay Dilla and Wazi. I'm a, Jay Dilla is like a legendary producer from Detroit, died at an early age, but he made like a lot of good ass beats and shit from people. And he's a legend in the game because what Jay Dilla would do, right, is he'll find a song that, uh, like a super fucking obscure song, like a country song from like the 40s, motherfucker. And you wouldn't even know what it was. And then he wouldn't even take the best part out that song, he wouldn't use the hook. Or nothing that people will actually recognize. He would take like a random part out that song. And then that would be the sample. And then sometimes he would even reverse that motherfucker. Or lower it. Or raise it up. So you wouldn't know where the fuck he got his samples from. But that's how fucking good he was. And it's hard to explain it. if you Unless you ever made beats. Because doing the shit that, people, that he did. And that what Kanye is doing on this album with samples. Is just super fucking hard. Like getting a sample putting it into the whatever you use and I think he was like using logic and fruity loops and shit and then flipping it right. So 
that was the first part. Like, man, he making his own beats and he rapping over it. The second part is now we look at the Kanye image, pop collar polos. Um, at this time, and it still is the thing, he was signed to Rockefeller. Rockefeller is one of the most gangster. <laughs> that was the gangster album to be on in the uh, 2000s, right? Like how Death Row was <laughs> in the 90s and shit. And how bad boy was like, that's how Rockefeller was like he on a, he on a label with Jay-Z Memphis bleak, uh, young gunners dip set. These are all street dudes. And then here come Kanye West talking with a fucking college, uh, themed album, <laughs> pop collars with the pink polos and the Gucci backpacks and shit. He just didn't fit there. And what made me love it is because he made himself fit there. He, the reason he got on is because he made one of Jay Z's beats um, back on Jay Z shit, and then he he forced his way to get on the label. So now we got that, and then we look at the uh, lyrical content. He, he's talking about a lot of shit that I kind of felt back in the day, and most of the the concept of the album is I want to do shit because that's what I was raised up to do. That's that's how I was raised to think that I was supposed to do shit. I want to get ice. I want to get jewelry. I want to drive the best cars. I want to have the best girls because that's the shit that I people told me validated you as a man. That's the shit that they told me meant that you were successful. You had to have these things in order to be not be lame and to be the cool motherfucker on the block. But in the lyrics, he's saying this shit don't mean nothing for real. <laughs> like I got all this cool shit. I got all this dope. All these chains, but I'm broke now. Damn, them little loafers really hurt my pockets. Like I did all of this just to be broke and just for nobody else to actually really care for it to mean nothing. And then one of the best songs on the album is the Diamonds from Sierra as far as like content wise. Um, That and the remix. The remix is my uh, is my favorite part, but because he really get into blood diamonds. And that's at a time when every rapper had diamonds and then Kanye dropped this song and it was super, it fucked rappers up because they really wanted to wear their diamonds and shit. <laughs> but they, but they was like, fuck, are we really killing kids in Africa to get these bitches? Like, and it started this whole wave of people going into like jewelry stores and asking the jewelers, is this a conflict diamond? This one song, made people start asking like, yo, is this a conflict diamond that people, is there blood on this diamond? And, and motherfuckers really had to start changing their practices off of this one song dog. And that's, that's the type of influence that yay used to, yay still has, but really used to have Jesus walks. They used to play Jesus walks in the club, bro. How the fuck can you play a song? Jesus walks and motherfuckers is really banging out to that shit. Sierra Leone. Um, uh heard him say with Adam Levine, that's my shit. And then uh the coup de gras is uh touch the sky for me because that's the first time I heard Lupe Fiasco. And the first time Lou come in, he say Lupe <laughs> Lupe still like Lupin the third. And I'm like, what the fuck you know about Lupin the third? That's my anime shit. And I was hooked ever since, dog. So most of this album is a darker, introspective album. He talks a lot about um battling with this idea of trying to be himself, but also um, trying to be what they told me that success was. And he also has a lot of battles with himself on this album with being confident in himself, but also being um, humble in the fact that I got to reach out to other people to help me figure out how to get um, 
get become a better artist. And I think that that Kanye is lost on us today because back then, and even to this day, he really is still a guy who will, if you ask him who the best rapper is, he's not going to say himself. If you ask him who the best producer is, he might say himself, but he'll say, he'll probably name a couple other people as far as who um, inspired him, R&B artists. Because if I don't know if y'all look at the credits of this shit, but um, he reached out to a bunch of people to help him like become a better producer with making these songs. Um, bef- when he started making this album, and, he, and I watched the interviews and shit when it first came out, and he just gave everybody so much praise. Like this album is so good because these people taught me how to be a better artist. These people taught me how to be a better producer, and I just missed that Kanye dog, the one who was. Confident in his abilities because you had to be confident, but also humble enough to shout out the people who helped him get to where he was at. You just don't see that motherfucker that often, dog. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I had... Have I? No, no, no. I, I definitely had... A, um listened to this album before my buddy uh uh kev had put me on it years and years ago um so it was nice to revisit it and and um you got a ton of classics like you said touch the sky gold digger um and all that sort of thing um that was uh hilarious to go ahead and 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 go back to Mm -hmm. um the the that first skit i was sitting there like it was the worst that reminded me of your opening to orientation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but um and then on uh that second track the first song uh heard him say um that shit i i i don't know how many times i listened to it i, I kept rolling it back because it's just hilarious at the very beginning the first things he says is and i heard him say and that bass is just so farty <laughs> So it's like, and I heard him say, <laughs> "I was dying." Um, no, I mean it's a great album. Uh, and I didn't even like, think just, of that. That's hilarious. Yeah, because like, to, just I, obviously, like that's just the the music and the beat and everything. And what he's rapping is like over top of it and kind of in a different world and stuff. But like when you mash them together, it's just like I don't know. It was really comical to me. But um, it's a great classic album. It really shows just how great of an artist he is. Um, I love his sam like uh, his classic ass samples, like Bill pulling Bill Withers and yeah, Ray Bill Charles. Yeah, mm-hmm. Otis Redding. Um, one of the things that had me dying was I'm hearing gonna... how much. Um, Absol has taken from Kanye. Like uh um what was it here? Um track six that is uh Drive Slow. Mm-hmm. And, and then you got Absol with uh um Ride Slow. Yep. <laughs> um and then not to mention um he uses the exact Absol uses the exact same lyrics of uh uh addiction in uh nothing some um uh, <laughs> Yeah, nothing something. Yep. Um yep, that was on his uh what that album was with the Wi Fi the wifey if track on it, right? Go, mm-hmm. we'll go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, like and and I mean that just goes to show you the sort of 
influence um, Kanye has had and still has. Um, one of the things that has always interested me was uh, um, that track, Roses. For one, it's just a beautiful song. Um, but uh, the way he says, instead of sending flowers, we the roses. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear it, my brain goes ahead and does this. Like I know he says "we the roses," but it sounds almost like he's saying "weed yeah. the roses." <laughs> like, like she's gonna be coming home to take care of her garden, weed her roses and stuff, <laughs> instead of bringing her roses. You know. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, what was it? Uh, oh, I, I mean, I also love uh, on uh, drive slow. Just uh, using that. Um, um, the beat from uh, Pox, Shorty Wanna Be a Thug. <laughs> um, yeah, I Drive thought it was... Slow, his whole first verse is like that epitome of I'm that young dude who just looks up to this guy that just seems so cool. All the girls like him. Everything he do seems cool. And I gotta be like him. And I just, I used to relate to that so much because there was, a, there was a couple guys where I just was like, I just, I want to be like y'all. Dog. <laughs> my homie Molly used to say, 79th of May, one of my best friends from back in the day. Like, it's just a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the skits I really enjoyed. And uh, uh, it was funny because it, it reminded me of uh, something I recently had, had seen uh, probably a couple weeks ago now, but that um that first uh skit um track five um like i i don't know a lot but i know enough about bglos and um you know like how they operate and stuff like that and um it reminded me of this so a buddy of mine a black friend of mine he went ahead and posted this uh here i'll actually just send it to y'all so you guys can see it um He posted this, and uh, it took me a second reading through the comments to go ahead and be because, I mean, it meant nothing to me, um, but reading through the comments and then and, and seeing people go ahead and say BGLO, and then remember, oh, uh, Black Greek Letter Organization, <laughs> right? Yeah. But but some this one white dude I know who good luck finding someone who virtue signals more than he does. (laughs) He's like the only white dude in the comments. He's like, go Q dogs. (laughs) And someone responded saying, I never knew he was a Q dog, LOL. And he's like, well, actually that's just my guess. (laughs) Like, so you're just trying to go ahead and show off that, you know, like a black Greek letter organization. And you're just going to throw it out there to, I don't know. So, so here in that frat skit, um, Reminded me of that, um, which that was a, a funny little thing. Um, yeah, the a, Divine Nine people, yes, from mm-hmm. my white friends who don't know about that. Jalen Hurts is a Q, Omega Sci Fi, and uh, throwing up the hooks is they thing <laughs> <laughs> with the tongue out. That's not no jeans. <laughs> Good guess, though. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, nice try. Um, now, crack music. That's, I, 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 I wish I listened to it a couple more times. I've always really enjoyed the song, but 
I do find the, the metaphor to be a little problematic. You know what I mean? Like, it, it made me look at the the state of music today, and sure, I could be a grumpy old man and be complaining about these, like, SoundCloud stars and stuff, but it makes me think about the emphasis that we've talked about before between an album and a single mm-hmm. and just trying to sell singles, um, which I equate to like a more quite literal crack music, you know, where all I need to do is bag up this one single and, you know, uh, make a couple bucks off of it instead of actually trying to produce like a, an artistic vision in an album. And uh, I know what he's saying and everything, but I don't know. It just got me thinking like, do you really want to be selling crack music? Well, and, like, the, what does the, it mean? And, well, the, and then the bigger part of that metaphor is that one is back in the day before this single shit, right? So when you say yeah. this is crack music, you're saying my CD is so good that you're going to keep coming back to this one CD, not my single, not nothing else. Like this whole, put the CD on the tongue. Yeah, that's pure, man. This one mm-hmm. CD. But then the, the, the second level of the metaphor is that we are just the dealers as musicians. The We're not even making the real money. The real money is coming from the dons up top. The dudes who's mm-hmm. giving you your shit to sell to the streets. And that's the labels and shit. So we pedal enough this crack music, making our pennies back, while the labels is the ones that's really making millions of dollars. <laughs> and we can't. We ain't got nothing to do for it. All we, uh, we Nooks and crannies. So these labels won't, so our grannies won't be their cooks and nannies. And you know, that little poem that he did at the end. And now we trade hooks for Grammys and we, we get our little metal motherfuckers pat us on our head, tell us we did a good job. But in reality, we not the ones making music. We not the ones with the power. We just feeding it to y'all and then it's going up top. So. Yeah. And I mean, so he well, thought it was problematic too. I guess is the thing that I'm saying. That's why he yeah. used that term. He felt the same way you felt. I think is the issue. <laughs> or yeah, not like the he issue, anticipated the part that. that likes it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I mean, like you start doing these things, thinking like to try and break that cycle, right? But sometimes they get more power than than you do. You know, you might go ahead and start selling, you know, some drug. Like uh, hell, if you take like uh, Breaking Bad as an example, right? Like. <laughs> He went in with 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 one idea of how it was all going to be, but these things are are bigger than you and uh, um, can exert an influence and a corrupting influence. And uh, um, yeah, perhaps that's like part of what we're seeing is like what happens down the road after taking that approach. Yep, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I really liked it. I, 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 I'm, I'm hard pressed to go ahead and find Kanye music that I'm not a fan of. Um, just would appreciate if he shut up a bit more. <laughs> you know what the uh, fun fact about crack music? That song was came out like when Game was really hot. So when Game is on that hook saying it's that crack music. Like everybody mm-hmm. on earth was like, oh, fuck. Cause this is back before people was like 
uh, doing collabs with everybody so often. Mm-hmm. So people really was like, we're about to get that game and Kanye collab. They was really excited. And then when game didn't spit no verse, it was just like basically the ad-libs. There was uh-huh. a lot of talk on the blogs like, how the fuck, how dare you give us these blue balls? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, and also going back to your uh, um, one comment about like the back and forth, like fighting with himself. Um, I thought it was funny on Blood Diamonds. Uh, wait, is that the name of the track? Or Diamonds from Sierra. Uh, Diamonds from yeah. Sierra. Yep, Sierra. Yeah, Leon. yeah. Um, you know, he's he's going ahead and what is it like the first verse criticizing these diamonds and all that jazz. But then, like when he comes back, he's he's talking about how he's going to, like he's not getting rid of his diamonds. Yep, exactly. And and all that jazz. But then, like you had mentioned, so like I was, I didn't know like the full story, or and and I mean, I don't, I didn't follow him personally enough to know his actual real life response and approach. But you going ahead and saying that people were going into jewelry stores, going ahead and asking like, well, wh- where where are these from? and stuff so like i don't have to stop you know uh uh, showing off and stuff i don't have to get rid of my jesus piece i just gotta make sure it's uh ethically sourced right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah or yeah (laughs) because just i mean the diamond trade in general even like bloodless diamonds are still mm. it's fucked up shit but but that's what make me like it so much because I, that's kind of how I am, bro. I want to be better, but there's certain shit that I know is bad, but I kind of just still want to do it because it makes me feel good. And I feel bad for even feeling that way, but as humans, we do shit like that, bro. And he was one of the first dudes to say, look, I, didn't, I, I understood it. I was mad. I got it. I'll never buy one again, but I'm not giving that bitch back, dog. Is these Jake, is these, is these buds don't lie to me, man? He say that shit in the song. <laughs> but it, yeah, so I just, I like that honesty to where it's like, I do shit and I know it's fucked up sometimes, but I just feel like I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you done, Jake? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm. Go ahead, Wazzy. I, I mean, I, I guess I don't really have a whole lot to say. It, I enjoyed the album. I, it, I didn't feel super strongly towards anything or dislike anything. There weren't any songs I wanted to skip. Uh, I will say this is the first time I've listened to Gold Digger entirely. Mm-hmm. It, it, so, it's a good first listen, bro. But you know what? They beat the, me over my the, head with it, so I'm done. <laughs> The, the the song isn't nearly as bad as as I I thought, thought it was. was. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I I really vibed well with Drive Slow and Diamonds from uh, Sierra Lee or whatever her name is. Sierra Leone. Uh, that's a um yep. that's a country in Africa where a lot of the conflict diamonds come from. Okay. Yep. That, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean overall didn't hate it. Did did it wasn't my favorite thing but you know can't say anything bad about it i enjoyed it did you notice anything like was it the production on drive slow that you liked uh or mc Sierra leone or was it the content and like what he was rapping about that stuck out to you none of it was content it was all how i i kind of felt about it uh diamonds i like the original opening more than the remix opening slightly 
Uh, the original, it, like the one that came later in the album. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Um, I I think Drive Slow. It was just that initial like slow building beat that they have. Uh, that just hooked me from from the beginning. The like groove style beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't a fan of the 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 skits. Uh, who was it doing the actual skits? I'm pretty sure D. Ray Davis, the comedian. I just whatever doing. voice he did. I just. <laughs> I I will say I did want to skip the skits just because I didn't want to listen to them, but I did not skip them for you. I appreciate um, you, Wazzy. I appreciate. I know I really do because it's a lot of, but I I I kind of had a feeling you might not vibe with them, but you gotta. It's I would rather if hear you music went to a college that and... had like <laughs> cues and shit. It would have been funny to you because you'd be like, "This is really how these motherfuckers act." <laughs> Like they take that shit serious. They act goofy sometimes. Any fraternity, really, but um, broke five broke is just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to mention, like it, it's such a part of that era of rap music. I feel like uh, to have those skits, especially like mm. comical skits, like you know, especially like Ludacris. Like he's the one I always think of, and and those skits were hilarious. Um, yeah. But then, not to mention, like this is a bit of a concept album. We are talking about college here, yep. you know, so this helps those skits help bridge that. In my and opinion. It's, it, it was good because it was more you got a HBCU feeling of college from this album and not just like what most people were used to type of uh, Ivy League, you know, college experience like this is. We've got this experience of if you go to an HBCU, you used to go into a party and then the fraternity boys come into the party and then they start doing they stepping shit and you bet not get in the way of they little dance or you got to fight 12 motherfuckers, 12 <laughs> big motherfuckers in, in, in the middle of the party. You're going to beat your ass. Like that's just the, that's just what it is, dog. <laughs> Go ahead. Was. I don't think I was going to say anything. I was, yeah, I don't think I was going to say anything. Oh. Other than, I mean, it was, yeah. Uh, so I, I left off on the skits. Um, I don't know, like it, it's weird because I, I like like Adam Sandler skits, but that's a CD, like it's a funny CD. I want my my like music to be music, and then my my funny to listen to be funny. And I don't know, it it was a. I can't say anything bad about the album, but yeah, good good album. I don't know. Uh, that's that's. <laughs> I'm glad you even said good album because listening back to it now, I, all I hear is how much it influenced a lot of shit that I hear today. And it, that makes me like it even more. But it also makes me think, like, is it is it outdated? Is it played out? I can't really tell because I've heard it so much. So I wasn't sure how you was going to even. Um, I didn't. I wasn't sure what you was gonna say about it, Wazzy, To be honest, because it's I, I also a darker. Say, like I said, it's a slower album. Once you get to the after Gold Digger, you get to drive slow all the way up to basically the end of the album. And all those songs is like slower songs where that's more introspective. So I wasn't sure how you was gonna feel about the shit. <laughs> um, I, I I guess a couple things that I thought of while I was listening to it. His use of horns is very similar to like jay-z's 
Yeah, because he made um, a lot of those songs that Jay Z did. A wide, it's a wide sounding sound. Um, that's what, and uh, that's that signature sound, bro. When you hear that, that's yay. He made those beats, uh, probably ninety eight percent of the time. <laughs> uh, and then uh, with uh, Lupe, I instantly heard kick, kick, push. <laughs> uh, and then with the that verse came out right before Kick Bush too. Um, I didn't know that that this album was where Forever Ever 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 came from. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I now know the, the uh, origin of that. That's hilarious. So yep. If no. nothing else, you have brought up my uh, my my knowledge of <laughs> pop culture. No, wasn't the origin um Miss Jackson? Um. Oh, you talking okay. about uh um. Hold on one second. Sorry, Miss Jackson. Uh, forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. That's what you're talking about, Jake? Yeah, isn't that what Kanye is referring to? Um, or are they referring to him? That's what. That's a That's a good question. Let's take a look. I've always attributed it to Outkast. Yeah, that it was outcast first. Yep. Okay, so I, I, I was wrong then. I, I, I did not gain any new pop culture. <laughs> so your, your album is now a failure. Good job. <laughs> nah, but you... um, But you did learn it now. That's outcast. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Eminem, right? No, 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 no. Ooh, I'm wrong. It was... Uh, them bitches came out about the same time. Nope, it was Kanye first. Oh really? Yep, June sixteenth, and then Outcast came out November fourteenth, two thousand. Same year. Yep. Kanye did uh three six mafia stuff, right? Hold on, that's not right because this is just the video they posted up. You said what? Yeah, he did some uh, three six mafia stuff for sure. Because there were a couple three six mafia songs that I really liked too, and they they were mostly beat based. So, and so that's what I was about to uh, kind of dip into real quick. Um, at the time that this album came out, oh shit, my bad. <laughs> um, at the time that this album came out, um, there was always like a distinct sound between um, um, areas in you know United States, right? There was an East Coast sound, West Coast sound, Midwest down South South sound, right? So another thing that Ye was able to do was kind of and bring those sounds together especially that down south sound which is the three six mafia they from down south so when drive slow came out he got paul wall on there too which is another which was a big down south artist at that time and um that shit was just you know it just didn't happen east coast motherfuckers used to just do east coast sounding albums west coast motherfuckers did that and then the Midwest wasn't really a hotbed for artists at that time. And this is like kind of also that start of Midwest dudes coming out, uh, especially from Chicago. Common is on this album. He started coming out. Lupe, uh, Kanye, like that's when, you know, Chicago artists was really starting to pop out and shit. So people wasn't like reaching out of their boundaries to get other dudes. But Kanye was like, I like the way that fucking sound. And you know who, what else is funny about this? The, the co-producer on this album is a dude named, uh, John, um, Breon, I believe his name is. Let me take a look. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And John Breon did the score for this random ass indie movie that Kanye just really liked. He said, I really like the score on this movie. So what he did was he found that guy, brought him into the studio, and they they worked on most of this album together as far as making beats. He said the dude helped him get his production to another level and introduced that dude to becoming um, a more prominent producer in hip-hop. That dude never did know hip-hop before. <laughs> and and that that's just, just crazy to me. Like, you just watching a random movie and then hear the music in the background and like, hey, fly that motherfucker. Yeah, like, that's hilarious to me. <laughs> but... That's a skill in itself, being able to uh, kind of scout talent and shit. So it's a lot of when I first heard the shit when I was younger, the only thing I cared about was like I didn't think Curred about. about? All, yeah, cared about was like what he was rapping about. Like, yeah, I kind of I feel everything you're saying. Um, you you um, you basically the suburban boy in a hood. <laughs> <laughs> because his label was a hood label so he the suburban kid in the hood that was me now you trying to fit in where you at that was me when i moved out there you still like certain shit but you want to stay grounded and it's just a hard um thing to deal with at times so uh, that shit bang to me dog yeah so late registration came out 2005 Five, and stankonia yep. came out 2000 yep that's what i thought i did say 2000 <clears throat> yep so Miss um, Jackson came out first. Yep. <clears throat> um. So yeah, late registration, everybody. Uh, Jakob, what you got for us next week, buddy? Oh, funny that you called me Jakob too. <laughs> I got something from uh, uh, throwing it back to 1892. 1892. Uh, <laughs> huh? You're older than me. <laughs> We got uh, my boy here, Piotr Ilyich Tchaikovsky, with his Nutcracker Suite. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, is there a certain one you... Yeah, I got a link for you guys. I'll send you that. Yeah, I'll okay. send that, because, like... Piotr, if you... Piotr, that's like Peter, but... Uh, I'm just going to wait for Russian. Russian. How you spell that shit? Uh, P-Y-O-T-R. I can guarantee that I've heard the Nutcracker plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, I mean, the the reason why I chose it is because, you know, tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Yep. And, uh, you know, we got Christmas here, and it's uh, based around that time. Um, and uh, so much of pop culture for, I mean, hell, like over a century has used it um, all over the place. So I know I went ahead and re-listened to it and uh, it was a really interesting experience. So about to, this is about to be fire. I get banged this all tomorrow. Like, Why <laughs> the fuck are you playing this? I'm going to be like, for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she don't want to see the Nutcracker in, um, uh, you know, not on Broadway, what's it, in the opera though. So, mm-hmm. She'll she'll probably actually really enjoy that I'm throwing this on tomorrow. Fox, you used to do a lot of good, uh, like the Fox Theater. Yeah, yeah, performances of it. I don't even know if they're still doing that shit because of COVID. I doubt it, but mm. fuck. But yeah, she'll be happy that I'm throwing this on. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you're welcome. See, I'm helping you out, bro. No consensus podcast.
Peace.